this day, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and the woman was there who for eighteen years had been crippled by a spirit. She was bent over, completely incapable of standing erect. When Jesus saw her, he called to her and said, Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and she at once stood up straight and glorified God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, said to the crowd in reply, There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord said to him in reply, Hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it out for watering? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for eighteen years now, ought she not to have been set free on the Sabbath day from this bondage? When he said this, all his adversaries were humiliated, and the whole crowd rejoiced at all the splendid deeds done by him. The Gospel of the Lord. Once again, we begin a week allowing ourselves to be enlightened by the Word of God that will accompany us during these days while we continue making new steps. Once we are on our way, once Jesus opens our eyes, as he did with blind Bartimaeus in yesterday's reading of the Gospel, he will continue to enlighten us and lead us to the Father. There is no other way. It's the best way, the path of faith, of trust, the path of love. You and I need to cry out like this blind man. We need to throw aside our cloak, spring up and come to Jesus. We need to hear his call, tell him what we long for. And finally, we need to be saved by faith and to set out on the journey. According to yesterday's reading, Bartimaeus experienced this at first hand. In the coming days, as we usually do, we will delve deeper into this scene that displays an inexhaustible richness. I wanted to remind you about the reason why I always read the Gospel reading and not only comment on it. I do it because when we hear or read the Word of God, it's God who speaks to us no doubt about it. And at the same time, when that reading awakens something in our hearts and we begin to respond, that's when we talk to God. This is the proposal for the next few days. This is the goal of these audios. Wherever we are, whatever we are doing, we must achieve this, to talk to God. Pope Francis said something that has always stayed with me. The reality is superior to the idea. I think this phrase helps us go to the core of today's glimpse of the Gospel, because Jesus is faced 
with certain people who don't accept reality. They are people who don't accept anything that doesn't fit into their notions of logic. These people's closed-mindedness can be extreme, as we saw in today's reading from the Gospel, when they rejected the notion that Jesus can do good on the Sabbath. They refused to accept that Jesus could do good on this day, which according to the Jewish law was a day of rest. For them, the law was about people and their needs, and for that reason they were indignant, because deep down they didn't understand the meaning of God's law. This is a great image and example of many instances when we too can be closed-minded, because we want to control everything. Think of the attitudes we sometimes have when we want to control and dominate everything, when we expect that our ideas and reasoning will manipulate and immediately change things, people and reality. It's true that reality can be changed or impacted by ideas, but it's even more true that ideas have to start from reality in order to move forward from that starting point. And that is what Jesus does today. Jesus did not come to abolish the law, to throw it to the winds. Rather, he came to teach us to understand and interpret the law. And that is why he started by fulfilling it first. But when it comes to doing good, Jesus prioritizes the person. For him, that's what's important. From Jesus' standpoint, the pain of this woman was more important than respecting the idea or concept that nothing could be done on the Sabbath. And there are times when we too are more idealistic than realistic. Let's think about that. It's dangerous to live in the realm and limitations of the single world, of ideas, of images, of what has to be and is not, of what should have been and was not, of the things that we were told to do and didn't, of what I want to do and never do. Sometimes we can find that we are living in the world of thwarted intentions that we long to put into practice, but we don't. And so, what is the reality of our life? My life is what I am, what we are with our virtues and with our sins. The reality is that my family is what I have, the one that God gave me, which is my husband or the wife that I chose, and that I must continue to choose. The reality is that I have the children that I have, and that God gave me, and that they are the way they are. My reality is where I start. It is the job I have, and it feeds me every day. The prayer group that I form, the parish group, and the college and career that I chose. First and foremost, we must live reality, as a Benedictine nun put it, an aseptic reality. That is, we must make an effort of intellect, and we must put our heart to accept life as it is, which doesn't mean to resign oneself. It is the only way we can change ourselves and something in this world, only if we recognize us for what we are, what we have, and from there, with our ideas in order, we begin to move forward.
Well, today, let's make an effort so that our ideas are at the service of reality, of that reality that is imposed on us, that reality we must learn to get to know. Let's make the effort to accept whatever comes in life to discover that Jesus is also there. He is in your life, in whatever you must do. But let's learn to find Him in reality, not in the reality that we expect and long for, but in the reality we face. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.